0: So, welcome everyone to the new episode of The Cat is Out of the Bag with
1: Florentina. I still can't pronounce your name right. (laughs) You and me, you and me, and the rest of the planet.
0: Uh, Lisa Jacobs. What is your last name now? How do you pronounce it? I have no idea. Oloriano. Oloriano. Let's let's
1: move on. on. If
0: you just like... If you point the finger like this, you know, like Italians do. I know you're not Italian, but I think it makes it more legit if I do it that way.
1: Every single time I have an appointment and they have to call out my name, they're like, um, so we're ready for you, Miss Olalala. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, we can just stick to Mr. Mr. <laughs> to Miss Olalala. I'm just going
0: to call you now Florentina Olalala. Perfect. Great, great. Um... So in today's episode, we're going to, or at least I'm going to ask Florentina uh, a shit ton of questions on how photography can help your business and the easiest ways to um, basically improve your branding through photography uh, and the most like common mistakes, you know, these type of things. So uh, I have a couple of questions written down that I think is going to help a lot of you guys. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So, Florentina, are you ready?
1: Yes. I woke up. I put an alarm for this. So, yes, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, what are great tools to get started for people, you know, regarding hardware and software and stuff like that, when they have absolutely, like, no cash, just standard stuff?
1: Well, chances are they're already listening on the device. That is a perfect start. So I think that smartphones nowadays are great cameras. And if you already have a camera, then you just get to, you have to get to know it. And there's absolutely no need buying a camera if you have a smartphone or on a camera already because... It's the best way to start learning anyway. And I remember when I went to photography school, the first lesson was our teacher asked us, what do you think is the best camera out there? And, you know, the classical war between brands started and everybody was saying their opinion. And then the professor was like, "Ah, well, no, actually... The best camera is the one that you have on you because if you, you can have the most expensive gear and the newest gear there's on the market, but if you don't have it on you when you actually need it, then it's it's not useful anyway. So you need to master whatever you, you have on your hand. And I think that, especially nowadays, uh, we can there's so much you can do with your smartphone.
0: Yeah, exactly. It makes a lot of sense, though, because I think... There are a lot of people as well that are even getting into photography as a hobby, for example, and they buy like, they invest in super expensive gear, but they have no idea what, for example, ISO means or aperture or any of these things or how lighting works. And these are really the basics of photography. It doesn't really have anything to do with the hardware, right?
1: No. And especially I think that with smartphones, um, even if you already have an advanced camera it's great to still learn a lot about composition because with your you can you can always use it which gives you the opportunity to always be able to practice and if you can nail good photos with your camera with your phone then you can you know with the camera it's just going to be way better
0: yeah exactly and in regards and, to software software
1: um well because i've been at this game for many years now i only use lightroom so to my shame i don't really know many apps for for the phone but the thing is that in my opinion especially product photography should be as close to reality as possible because if people want to buy a product they will want to see what it actually looks like in reality so there's no need for fancy apps with filters that change the colors then mm-hmm. this is this is my opinion of course you can you know you can do whatever you want but when i want to buy something i would like to see the exact color so basic editing apps like even the ones that your phone has already incorporated just to enhance the saturation if it's if it's needed, or just to change a few things about the lighting and the white balance. I think that should be enough. If you want to go a bit more advanced, Lightroom is the perfect software in my opinion, but that requires a little bit more research because the first time you start to work with Lightroom, it's, yeah, we're paralyzing,
0: I would say. Yeah, makes total sense. So in regards to like hardware, okay, so we have now hardware and software, but are there also like tools um, that people can use, for example, to maybe enhance their photography or make it look like uh, there's actually, a put some thought into it. Because for example, I when I was doing a lot of photography a couple of years ago, I was doing like artsy stuff with like a Prisma or something or... Uh, once I had a photo shoot with a, with a, with a girl and I used a, um, like a smoke, uh, what's it called? Like a smoker, a smoke bomb or something? Yeah, smoke bomb. bomb. Yeah. Like the, these type of things um, to just like create this type of ambience. But what kind of tools like that as like props or um, things that can, um, you know, make lighting better? These type of things. What would you recommend using?
1: So there are several things because it, it depends a lot on the style that you're going for, because a great tool for product photography if you want the basic you know Amazon kind of photography then you can purchase a light a white box you know the the type of thing that I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I've it's, seen it on uh, I think even on AliExpress or something for a couple bucks. Like 10 yeah, bucks, I think there
1: you can the prices range from. Nothing to disguise the, the limits. So it depends on the size and the quality, but basically they all do the same thing and that is create a seamless white background. So that's, I think, the most basic thing. And then my advice would be to master lighting because this way then you can use it at your advantage. So, of course, smoke bombs, they are super interesting. I've also used them a few times. Um, But I think it's very important to start from something that's very basic and then add on instead of the other way around. Because if you start with more complicated things, um, in order to create consistency, then you would always have to use the same thing. So unless you're creating campaigns, which are, you know, like um, for every collection that you're making, you're using a different thing then I th- think it's best to just stick with something that's very basic and then make it better as you go and add stuff instead of making it too too much at the beginning, you know, because especially at the beginning, you're not sure what your style is. And if you like something, you might not like it the next day. So if you start with something that's very heavy and very cluttered and everything, um, there's chances that you won't like it in a few weeks or months and you're going to want to have to change it. So my advice is to to really declutter, make it as simple as possible, use lighting at your advantage, don't be afraid to explore it and if you do have some money, instead of investing it into a camera, um, you can do like a very simple course to actually learn the basics instead of uh, spending it on expensive gear and not knowing what it does.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly because I think that because uh, I was considering like when I started my creative career uh, I was in college and I got trained to do a lot of things i got trained to do web design photography video editing animation design everything and so it was at that point where I kind of um, Moved more towards photography, so I know like the basics of it Um And that's when I was also buying gear to like expensive gear to do all of these things. But now I realize that I have been spending all of that money on this gear while I had no idea how to actually use it. So it makes more sense to kind of uh, invest into smaller things that are actually helping you in a very short amount of time. Um, And as you learn more about how to use these tools, that's when you're also starting to invest more if you want to and if you need it Um, because otherwise it just it's just like a lose of money really it's just it's really
1: really tempting though Mm -hmm. like I know in myself I mean I've invested my share of money into gear and I will continue to do so and it's I know when you when you start it's very tempting but I think it's the wrong way to to go about it Uh, because especially if you're starting a business you should be focused on profit and revenue and if you start your business by investing a lot of money into something that is not going to bring you income right away that's not the way to start
0: yeah and plus like for
1: instance I have two cameras which are I think four years apart and Whenever I shoot with them, like the experience of shooting is very different because one is really advanced. But when I see the pictures on my computer and when I edit them, they're almost the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So unless you need like a huge amount of megapixels for printing out huge posters, then you really don't need to. Much more than a smartphone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's great if you're going to um you know if you're going to promote your your products as well online if like the social media and website and uh just online media in general is your main source of getting clients to your to your business then that is great because for example if you upload something to Instagram it's only like relatively speaking is pr- a pretty tiny picture that you're posting in the yep. end it's not huge so and- it doesn't have to be like as as sharp and as like you know high in resolution as as you think it should be.
1: And there's one more thing that I want to add mm-hmm. that it is important for your workflow to be absolutely easy and you have to enjoy it because if you work with a camera and with very um, um just I'm gonna say that again because if you work with advanced software and everything, the workflow is going to be super slow. But if you, let's say, photograph on your phone and then use Lightroom for your phone to edit, you're going to have the pictures ready for posting in a matter of a few minutes rather than photographing, exporting to your computer, then going through editing and the whole thing and then importing, exporting the pictures and then sending them to your phone ready to post. So I think this is, you have to manage your time really wisely or you can, if you do actual photo shoots with the phone, then you should do them very, you should manage your time really wisely in this matter. So if you're taking one picture or a few pictures every single day, then it should be super fast. And Lightroom for the phone is actually really great. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I mean Lightroom. Though you do, you do need a
0: Creative CC, uh, subscription for that or not?
1: Yeah, that's it's true. Pretty expensive. No, I think for... it's I think it's free for the phones and the tablets. Really. Yeah, I think it's free. Okay. I think the mobile version is free. Hmm. So that's that a good.
0: Because I didn't even. And know it's that. much
1: easier to work than uh, to work yeah. on than the desktop. I mean, it's I think it's much easier to understand because you have the basics um like user interface wise it's it's much easier
0: yeah it makes total sense as well if you're a business owner and you're all DIYing this on the side, you don't have as much time because you have your whole business to run so yeah it's a good it's it's a good thing to manage um so in terms of like because we've been talking about um you know photographing on your phone and, and these type of things, what would you say that there are some, uh, like, software or hardware hacks in that are built in the latest phones, at least, like, have been developed over the past couple of years that people should, like, use more? Or you think that people are really, like... It's like a, you know, it's a shame that they're not using, you know, any, like, of those, those types of things.
1: So... I recently found out about an app that comes in super handy, but I think there's other smartphones that have it for maybe years already, but you know, Apple didn't. Um, And it's an app that you can use to take raw pictures, which for me is a game changer because sometimes, um, if you want, when you work with raw pictures, it's much more beautiful to edit in terms of white balance. Yeah. So because some smartphones don't allow you to change that while you're shooting. Um mm-hmm. so if you shoot with the wrong one, then so that thing is actually for people who don't know what that is. White balance means that, you know, your picture might look more warm or more cold, more tinted. So it's the overall view of the the picture like the colors. Yeah. I think this is like I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. <laughs> um, and if you have a raw picture, then you can edit that without having um, ugly tints on skin problem, um, especially. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think it's I I don't remember the name of it. It wasn't free, but I'm sure there are also free.
0: Yeah, versions. I think I I can actually because I have a Samsung S10 Plus, I think that we can shoot raw straight from the camera. Yeah, of uh,
1: course but you I can. <laughs> yeah I
0: think Apple will definitely um like get get that as like a default, even if it's not an app that they will make it as like default on your phone as well that you can choose for it. So yeah, th- shooting in raw is definitely better than just shooting normal JPEGs. It takes a lot of more storage on your phone, I know that, but it, it is much better, so. And
1: then you can export them and edit them on your computer, same as RAW files from the camera, so. Yeah. That really comes in handy. Yeah, exactly. So, we've
0: been talking a lot about like DIYing um, photography to, to boost your brand. Um, have you seen companies actually like doing that themselves and and do you have like examples of why it failed or why it it succeeded for some brands and what they did wrong or what they did right
1: to be completely honest i don't know that many companies because i'm usually paying attention to my own stuff and my clients <laughs> but I recently I came across an article saying that Zara decided to to do this now because of Corona. So instead of flying the models all around the world, now they make their shoots at home. Okay, <laughs>
0: that's interesting.
1: So, yeah, and I think because knowing their style, I mean I think Zara, in my opinion, is really they have really uncomplicated shoots. There, I think I don't know if you're familiar with, no, with their really. website or. But if you look at their website, I've been there a few times. Um, they're super natural, and I think because of that, now they can actually do this and continue at home. Because if with the right directions, you can achieve almost the same result. The quality is gonna be maybe lower if the models only have a phone. Um, or, you know, of course, they don't have the knowledge of a photographer, but um, I think this is a really interesting idea. So if it's just for a campaign, I don't see why not. And it could definitely change the way things will work in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's also as well, if you're doing it right, if you're doing all of, like, I can imagine that there are a ton of, like, tiny companies doing uh, their own photography but probably if they're doing it right they probably wouldn't even notice and keep in mind that like a a lot of consumers they have no idea about what good photography is or how it's built up or any of these things so they're not going to notice any of these mistakes that you might be making and it's the same thing in design is that um, I mean you should always be critical of what you're doing at some level, like to some level, but the general public uh, that is going to consume your product, they have no idea about any of this and they're not going to see any of these mistakes. Um, and that is also a very good rule of thumb, at least it is for me, to be able to push more out than to just like stay and look at the same picture over and over or the same design over and over again. And just not producing anything. Because um, it's really um, a way for people to stagnate at one point in their process instead of putting things out because they're being too perfectionistic. But it makes no sense because most people are not ever going to see this. And even if Done they do, they better really than don't perfect. care. Yeah. Just be, that's what I I don't, I think it was also a Paul Rand quote because we've been po- posting Paul Rand quotes recently. <laughs> I think it was uh, also a Paul Rang quote, is where he says that you shouldn't aim to be original, you should aim to be good. And that's it, at least to me, that I think is really powerful, so. um, So from your experience and observation, what impact can photography have on a business? Like, I don't know, an increase of revenue, just like actual factual things that you can um, measure from doing this right, basically.
1: So I know for a fact that a client of mine, their company has 60% income just from Instagram. So their clients, 60% of their clients come from Instagram, which is huge. Yeah. And also, I've seen something different, um, but also on the same topic. And that is that these are some numbers that over 75% of e-commerce shoppers say that product pictures are very influential when they're deciding whether they want to buy a product online. And for instance, um, Airbnb say that with a good photo, they have a click-through rate seven times higher than those without, which is huge.
0: Holy shit, I could, yeah, I have never really thought about Airbnb, because we've been talking mostly about, like, apparel brands, for example, but Airbnb is a really good one.
1: Yeah, and also on the same uh, field, there's TripAdvisor, and they say that 53% of their users won't make a reservation at at an establishment without pictures.
0: Yeah, obviously, Uh, I mean, yeah. I always try, like, if I go to a new place, I always look at pictures either. I, I don't go personally to TripAdvisor. Like, I could just always find them in Google reviews. But it, it makes sense. Like, even if they, like, the clients, for Google reviews, the clients make the photography for you, basically. I always look at Google review. But the thing is that there are usually just, like, random consumers with their iPhones or their, their phones in general. And they just make, like, close-up shitty pictures of their food or the place itself or whatever, they don't look at aesthetics at all. But for me, even those pictures are deciding if I want to go or not. And that's terrible for them, honestly. But that's how I do it, yeah.
1: Yesterday, we wanted to go out to a restaurant and we used Instagram to find a place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's also possible, yeah. Yeah,
1: because I want to see the pictures of the food because I'm a very picky eater, so... I want to see the pictures and I think on Instagram nowadays there's more volume of pictures. So I use Instagram for that. And if I don't find it on Instagram, then I go to Google. So yeah, I think that, you know, these are things that we're just so used to that we don't consider them. But when you hear the numbers, it's... Or for instance, Etsy, 90% of their users say that the picture quality influences them to make a purchase. So it's just not... It's not just the picture, it's also the quality of the picture. Yeah. And for me as well, because when I want to purchase something, when I look at the picture and the quality is really high, then I imagine that the brand must be as well, which doesn't really have to be the the truth. It doesn't have to be the reality, but this is how our brains are
0: wired. Yeah, exactly. That makes total sense. I mean... Sometimes I like to look for these small like boutiques of for like clothes for example and they do have a web shop but it's always very um, amateuristic which is completely fine because I know that it's just like a one tiny store so they don't have the budget for a huge professional web shop I know that but if like they just sometimes you even see the boutiques that just like hang up their clothes um and you just see that they're not taking any effort in product photography you know that they're shot with a smartphone but you can also shoot things with your smartphone without making it look like it's done that way and for me it's very off-putting because it to me it also communicates like oh okay the um the entrepreneur behind this business or the business owner they don't care about uh how their product is represented online thus they don't care about me as a client or at least how I view their brand. And that is, at least for me, also a big um, a big thing for me if I want to buy something. is like, how does it make me feel to actually go there? Um, do I feel like I get a high-end product that the business owner really took, um, like paid a lot of attention in, how it's been made or how it's presented? Do they care about the details? because i like when i purchase a product or a watch or glasses or something like that where i can see that the company behind it really takes care of like the fine details and stuff maybe it's just because i'm a designer myself so i care about these things maybe the general public doesn't it's just like i probably pay more attention to it than the general public but i think subconsciously most people do that as well
1: But I think also with some products, I mean, there's a pinnacle of quality that you can put in in a product. And then there's, you can not go further than that, right? So you can make it super shitty, you can make it high end, but then at some point it ends. And then the price changes based on the experience shopping that product. Because I think that looking at, I don't know, Gucci and um, maybe Tommy Hilfiger, I'm not sure. Um, I think that their products, I mean, I stand to be corrected because I'm not in, like I'm not a fashion person or anything. But I think that at some point there's, you cannot go much higher with the quality of the product. So the difference me in the price is based on customer service and all these things that go into maybe you know after you buy a bag maybe you receive a card at home saying thank you for this or you know the the way they treat you they give you a glass of champagne when you go into the store all of that goes into the price of the product.
0: So we've been talking just about like as well on about Google reviews about TripAdvisor about Instagram where to post your your pictures to at least attract clients to your business. But are, are like those th- main three where you could post these things or what are other ways that people might not figure out where they could distribute all of these things um, and actually attract clients to their business, whether it's online or like a shop, for example, because it depends on that kind of as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's a matter of figuring out where your audience is in the first place. Because you can be putting out your content on Instagram, but if your target audience is moms and grandmas that are hanging out on Facebook, then you're wasting your time. So I think the first thing is realizing what your target audience is, and based on that, doing a little bit of research to realize where they actually, so to say, hang out. And always Always keep an open ear because there's platforms like, for instance, TikTok recently boomed. So you need to stay alert because if you if you find a new platform and you sign up at the, the right moment, then you can actually grow super fast. And which means more income and more. Sometimes it's not income. Sometimes it's um, what's that word? that people sometimes want to pay us in. Exposure. (laughs) Yes. That word,
0: the evil word. Yes.
1: (laughs) I will pay you three exposures.
0: (laughs) So I think all of what we discussed right now, it sums up pretty well what we're going for and like the easy steps to really improve your brand with whatever you're doing uh, through photography. I think it's a a huge... um, it has a huge influence on branding and the all the way like overall the idea how people perceive your brand so it's a really good one
1: so i just want to add something before we wrap this up and that is that in terms of photography lighting is your best friend and in order to notice that if you're not familiar already with how it works you can just um, use maybe your partner or your pet or use an object in your house and photograph it throughout the day from different angles to see what an impact it actually has and yeah that's I think the first um, lesson and there's so much on YouTube that you can find regarding this and how to to take better pictures using your smartphone or learning how to actually use your camera
0: I think you should make an like an episode about that as well on YouTube, because we're just a little secret. We're also thinking of going on YouTube as well. <laughs> We've been talking about it, so it's not it's not like anything is not definitive yet. But if we're getting there, I think it's really helpful if you're gonna make a video in regards to how to do like basic lighting, uh, with when you don't really have the tools, like an expensive softbox or something like that.
1: Yeah. And if you have any questions regarding photography, you can always come to my Instagram account and slide into my DMs. You will find it on um, our Instagram page. I'm linked as Golden Hour Pictures. That's my brand. Feel free to reach out anytime. Yeah, exactly.
0: If you have any questions, you can go to our Instagram page. It's the C O O T B. Uh, and we are pretty active there. So if you have any questions, you could just ask us directly and we can help you. Uh, or you just put it in the comments and we try to respond uh, as fast as you can. So Tina is the Florentina. So, so Florentina is at uh, Golden Hour Pictures on Instagram. I am Lisa Jacobs Design on Instagram. Uh, you can also contact us directly. It doesn't have to be through the cat's out of the bag. But it's really great if you follow us there. So we're eventually planning on being on all of the things, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that soon. So it's going to be fine. So thank you guys for tuning in. And yeah, see you next time on the next episode. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. If you're on Apple iTunes, that would be super, super helpful. And yeah, we're going to see you next time on the next episode. Bye. Bye.